You are listening to the World of Games Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this big blue marble we call planet Earth. What is happening, everybody? Coming to you live. Well, not necessarily live. I'm recording. But I'm here in Fremont County, the beautiful city of Fremont, California, at Cory Lakes East Bay Regional Park. And it is a beautiful morning. It is 9 o'clock now. I am doing this whole episode freestyling, so... I don't know what stories I'll get into. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I'm just going to play it by ear throughout this whole day and then get it to you tonight. So you're probably going to start seeing and hearing the episodes drop at nighttime. So just be aware of that. Once I'm done doing all the recordings out here, I'll be going ahead and editing back home. That's why it's going to be released to you late. So if that messes with your schedule, hey, no worries. It's a podcast. You can come to it at any time and check me out, all right? Okay, so let me take a break. I just got set up. This is going to be quite interesting. (laughs) Got the people walking by. They're looking at me uh, like I'm doing some sort of live radio broadcast. Eh, Pretty close. It's not live, and it's not a radio broadcast. It's a podcast, and it is being taped. But uh, it's pretty funny nonetheless. It's cool. I like it. And I'm getting a lot of work done, you know, in my private life. I got my own job, and I could do it right off this laptop. I'm powering my whole internet with my hotspot, so pretty cool. All right, let me take a break right now, and I will come back to you right after this. some Donald J. Trump for you guys real quick I'm just going to go back to the 4th of August see what he says and he starts off three months ago two wonderful Republican candidates in Texas defeated all Democrats so the congressional election last week was was between two Republicans my endorsed candidate won in the primary but the other outstanding candidate won the general election because virtually 100% of Democrats, approximately 17% of the total vote, supported the candidate I did not endorse. I won because we ended up with a great Republican candidate. The Democrats never had a chance. Unfortunately, the fake news never wrote that Democrats were in the race, obviously voting against me. It was a big Trump victory. (laughs) I am the chosen one. A great Republican victory and a great victory for American patriot Congressman Jake Elzey. Would really be nice if the fake news would become real news. You are fake news. Excuse me. I don't know what the hell is wrong with my throat. All of a sudden, I don't know. Just a second. It was weird. 
something all of a sudden got caught in the back of my throat. <laughs> all right. Here's another one. This one says, one of the biggest stories in the in the lamestream media yesterday was the very important congressional race in Ohio and whether or not Trump-backed candidate Mike Carey would lose against a large and outstanding field of other candidates. The mainstream was chomping at the bit to report a loss for a Trump-endorsed candidate. They couldn't wait. In fact, the Washington Post still hasn't corrected their very old story. But lo and behold, instead of a loss, there was a landslide victory for Mike, a win far larger than even the most optimistic of polls. It was a great day for Ohio, but the story of this victory has been barely reported by the fake news. If my endorsed candidate would have lost, it would have been nothing but front page. Such a double standard, but congratulations to Mike. He will never let Ohio down. Very weird. Took a drink of water and still my throat's a little fucked up. I don't know what the hell's going on all of a sudden. I start talking, all of a sudden I can't talk. Uh, here's one. In case you missed it, that's how it goes. Thousands of COVID-positive migrants passing through Texas border city. Again, this was on the 4th. So, and basically it is an article written by Samuel Chamberlain in the New York Post. I'm not going to get into that right now. <clears throat> Man, I apologize for my throat. I don't know what the hell's going on. I can barely talk all of a sudden. What the hell else? Okay, this is on the this is on the fifth. It says if our soccer team, <laughs> it's about the U.S. soccer team. If our soccer team, headed by a, a radical group of leftist maniacs, wasn't woke, they would have won the gold medal instead of the bronze. Woke means you lose. Everything that is woke goes bad, and our soccer team certainly has. Inclusion. There were, however, a few patriots standing. Unfortunately, they need more than, than that respecting our country and national anthem. They should replace the wokesters with patriots and start winning again. The woman with the purple hair played terribly and spends too much time thinking about radical left politics and not doing her job. <laughs> they got a lot of bad people. Perfect. He nailed that. I forgot her name, but he's absolutely correct about that. that. Oh, what's her name? I know who he's talking about. She's the one that started the whole kneeling for the so women's soccer team, I think, the last time around. What the hell was her name? I forgot. I guess it doesn't really matter, really. Uh, let's see. It says, it's good to see that the Atlantic magazine is losing large numbers of readers and a fortune of money. Only a widow of Steve Jobs and her boyfriend, I am sure Steve is thrilled, would keep it going. People think it will close soon, but who knows? It is amazing what's happening to the discredited media like CNN, MSNBC, or MSDNC. That's what he writes. You are fake news. New York Times and Washington Post. Their businesses have dropped off a cliff, which is actually a very good thing for the American people because they are fake news. Likewise, the networks ABC, NBC, and CBS. Let's see. Well, maybe one more. Let me jump ahead. See if I can find it. Oh, here's one. Thank you to the Winged Foot Golf Club for honoring me last night. There was true love and spirit in the room. It is a great and well-run place. <laughs> there you go. Shout out to the Winged Foot Golf Club. All right. Well, that's enough. I read enough of Trump. I'm pretty up to date on him right now. He's <laughs> he's always on fire. I am the chosen one. So, 
I'm sorry about my voice. I don't know what the hell's going on. All of a sudden, I started talking, and just my voice just totally shut down on me. So, <laughs> sorry about all that. All right. And coming up next, you're going to get some outdoor stuff. So, hang in there, and I'll be right back right after this. Well, it looks like it's eating up more for the governor, Governor Cuomo. It looks like an accuser has filed a criminal complaint with Albany Sheriff's Office. So, yeah, this can actually put him behind bars. And, let's see, this is coming from Fox News. Let me turn this down. Okay. An assistant to Governor Andrew Cuomo, who has accused him of groping her while they took a selfie together, filed a criminal complaint against him with the Albany County Sheriff's Department, the Post has learned. The victim, who was identified as Executive Assistant Number 1 in an attorney Leticia James' sexual harassment report, filed the complaint during a brief Thursday afternoon meeting with sheriff's, sheriff's officials who have since contacted the Albany County District Attorney's Office, Sheriff Craig Apple told The Post. You know, I had a feeling that that's what this Miss James was doing, was she was just waiting for some other district attorney to, you know, pretty much do the dirty work while she moves in on his seat. I think that's what was going on right there. I could be wrong. I doubt it, but I could be wrong. Uh, let's see. It goes on to say, Apple said it's possible the governor could be arrested if the allegations are substantial. Quoting, the end result could either be it sounds substantiated and an arrest is made and it would be up to the DA to prosecute their arrest, he said. Just because of who it is, we are not going to rush it or delay it, he added. The unidentified victim lodged the most serious accusations against the governor detailed in A.G. James' report, alleging he pulled her in for a hug, reached her uh, under her blouse, and fondled one of her breasts in the executive mansion in Albany on November 16th. Quoting, I mean, it was, he was like cupping my breast. He cupped my breast, the woman told investigators on A.G. James' team. I have to tell you, it was at the moment I was in such shock that I could just tell you that I just remember looking down, seeing his hand, seeing the top of my bra, and I remember it was like little even the cup. It was like a little even the cup. <laughs> the kind of bra that I had to point, I could tell you, doesn't really fit me properly. It was a little loose. I just remember seeing exactly that, she added, according to the report. <laughs> I was trying to picture that as I, as I was reading it. I don't know if this could be a typo right here by the, the writer. I don't know. It just read out real wrong there, so my apologies. Uh, the victim also told investigators that Cuomo groped her after asking her to snap selfies inside his office at the executive mansion on December 31st of 2019. As she took the photo, Cuomo moved his hand to grab her butt cheek and began to rub it for at least five seconds, the AG report alleges. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, that guy is a fuck. Uh, this, this guy, he has no heart, no soul, man. He doesn't apologize. I mean, he apologizes, but, I mean, the way he apologizes, that guy is a creep, man. He's just a straight-up predator. That's all he is. If he would have done that shit to my daughter, holy shit. I swear to God, this guy is a piece of work. Look at this. 
Uh, the comments. You know, I rarely read the comments, but let's see what this says. New York. This guy, Prize Fighter, says, New York City leads other cities in a lot of aspects, especially self-destruction. Once a truly great city and even a model for others, it is now a complete mess, thanks especially to the liberal political class, sending Cuomo to prison would be a step in the right direction. He got 1,790 thumbs up and nine downs. <laughs> nine thumbs down. Wow. Well, that just kind of tells you the percentage of New Yorkers and how they feel about the governor. Out of what, 1,799 people, nine disagreed with that. So, you're in good shape, New York, if you can get that guy out. Uh, yeah, during, here's the guy, Reagan's cowboy hat. <laughs> he says, during the Trump administration, there was a full-scale investigation and impeachment hearing that cost the U.S. taxpayer literally millions of dollars over a phone conversation someone thought they might have heard from outside the room, yet Cuomo still sits in his office running his state. If that doesn't tell you all you need to know about the current state of our country's political atmosphere, nothing will. 20 th 260 thumbs up, one down. <laughs> so there you go, man. Yeah. It, it, and I agree with both those statements. Both those comments. It's crazy, man. Him and his brother. I seen his brother. It was the weirdest thing. I think it was uh, Don Lemon was doing his show, and then it was a cut of them transitioning over from Chris. Oh no, no, it was Chris Cuomo. I don't watch his show, but Chris, the younger brother of the Cuomo, he was transferring his show over to Don Lemon into his hour, and the transition was so awkward. You know, he goes, Don Lemon says to Chris as he takes over the hour, he goes, yeah, you know, uh, Chris, we love you, brother. We love you, brother. And then Don Lemon goes straight to a story about his brother being a creep. <laughs> it was the funniest damn thing. I swear to you, if I could ever find that clip, I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to share it. It is funny as hell. The le <laughs> I love you, bro. And then he goes straight to his hour, and he says, uh, and now, <laughs> about the governor of New York, uh, you know, it just hits him hard, man. That was really, really fucking awkward. Funny as hell, though. something virginia school accused of indoctrinating kids with woke kindergarten video um, it does have video it's a 60 second video i'll probably end up editing it uh, i'm not going to try to implement it with obs right now i'm too too tied up i don't want to start fiddling around but anyhow it, it goes like this the story says a virginia elementary school shared a radical woke kindergarten video that suggested people were safer when police weren't around the 60-second video was published on the Bailey's Elementary School for the Arts and Sciences website last month as part of a summer learning guide. Quoting, I feel safe when there are no police, the narrator said in the video, which was titled, quote-unquote, Woke Kindergarten 60-Second Texts, Safe. 
The anti-cop video went on to show images of Black Lives Matter protests as the narrator said, it's no one's job to tell me how I feel, but it's everyone's job to make sure that people who are being treated unfairly feel safe to do so. The school, which is located just outside Washington, D.C., claimed the video was posted by mistake. It was removed as soon as officials became aware of it online, a spokesperson for Fairfax County Public Schools told the Fairfax Times. Yeah, I heard a lot of story about Fairfax County. I heard that's one of the most richest counties in America. <laughs> I, I, I think I've heard that correctly. I don't live there, so you can let me know. Just leave a message. Tell me about it. Um, and it does show, and it shows a woman with two kids. So what I'll do is I'll just play the 60-second audio from it and let you listen. So check this out. Safe. By key. We all deserve to feel safe. We deserve to feel safe in our homes. We deserve to feel safe in our bodies. We deserve to feel safe in our schools. We deserve to feel safe outside. We deserve to feel safe everywhere. I feel safe when I'm with my dogs. I feel safe when I'm with my partner. I feel safe when I'm with my friends. I feel safe when people listen to my feelings. I feel safe when there are no police. And it's no one's job to tell me how I feel, but it's everyone's job to make sure that people who are being treated unfairly feel safe too. And it goes on to say, elsewhere in the guide was content related to Black Lives Matter tools for teaching critical race theory and anti-racism and links to news articles that talked about how white parents are what is wrong with public schools. My God, man, what is wrong with people? That's insane. They're teaching kids this. this I, my God. The guide also suggested people should follow social media accounts such as Woke Kindergarten and No White Saviors. Denied. What kind of account? Where is this on Facebook? This is allowed on Facebook or, or Twitter? My God, man. Outraged parents started sharing the video and contents of the Summer Learning Guide on social media before it was taken down, accusing the school of indoctrinating their children. Well, of course they are. You know, when are the lawsuits going to start dropping? I I'm sure that's going to be happening pretty soon. I mean, fuck firing these people, these school board members, these presidents, or whatever the hell they label themselves as. Let's just can their asses. Fire them and then sue the fuck out of them. Elizabeth Schultz, a former Fairfax County Public Schools board member, tweeted, quote, This is not education. It is indoctrination. School boards in Fairfax and beyond stop targeting CRT, sexualized and politicized content to little children, lying to parents that you're not doing it, and pressing employees into professional development to make them complicit. Osra Nomani, an alumni parent who is now an educational advocate, told the, out, the local outlet that the school district, quote-unquote, needs parental supervision. Quoting further, they continue to fail students and families by, by wasting valuable resources, staff time, and energy on the politics of indoctrination rather than education, she said. Quoting on, they know that most parents would never accept such inappropriate material for their young ones. They shouldn't try to pull a fast one on any parents. We must all remain vigilant about what is happening in our local schools, prioritizing always the well-being, not corruption. 
of our youth, unquote. In the wake of the incident, the district said it was reviewing what content schools could post online. Quoting, we have asked all schools to check their websites, the spokesperson said. This looks to be an isolated incident. You know what? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't think that's isolated. I think that's going on a lot more than what we think is going on. I've always said and I've always advocated parents need to go to these school board meetings and insist on cameras in the classrooms. That's the only way we're going to find out if they are poisoning your children or our grandchildren with this racist bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, it's just nonsense. we got to stop it, you know? you got to get on top of it. you got to get in their face. You know, just like those people in, what is that, Loudoun County? Isn't that somewhere in, in Virginia or West Virginia? And same way, man, parents in the faces, man. you got to shut these guys down and prevent them from sitting there and poisoning young minds. Because it's going to be a big problem. You can already see it by the way they're acting on the streets these days. Everybody's a fucking activist. All these kids are activists. That's their careers. They all want to be social justice warriors. They want to go around in life with signs in their hands screaming at the top of their lungs that, you know, life is unfair to them or others. You know, everybody's a victim. Everybody's an oppressor. It's just bullshit, you know. And that's what they're doing in these schools now. It's crazy. You can't even put your kid in class and get those basic reading, writing, and arithmetic skills. It's just sad, man. And hopefully parents will wake up, especially here in the Bay Area and in, in the state of California, and just fire these people. Get rid of these people. Clean the house, man, because just do it for your children's future. Just a quick reminder, make sure you go and subscribe to my Twitter page at the Real WOD on updates when I'll be dropping podcast episodes as well as when I release any videos on YouTube or Rumble. Also on Twitter, I'll be posting news articles as well as videos that I talk about on the podcast. So go ahead and subscribe and make sure you hit that notification bell. Thanks. Yeah, I wanted to get into this one. Um, fucking Gavin Newsom, man. This, this guy is a piece of work. He is such a scumbag. You can tell, though, he is sweating bullets over this recall. Um, right here, this is, this is from Fox News. Newsom says recall is unfair effects will be felt across the country. <laughs> so, in other words, if you don't help them out by throwing money at them, I don't know if we can accept contributions from out of state. I'm not too, I don't, I don't think so. I'm not too sure. But it sounds like he's trying to throw a guilt trip out there. Yeah, let's see. A California Governor Gavin Newsom said the recall effort against him is unfair and that it impacts will be felt across the country. No, Newsom said during <laughs> give him the bird agrees. No, Newsom said during a vital interview published Thursday by the Sacramento Bee when asked whether he believes his actions and policies have justified a fair recall effort, quoting not at all. Look, if you don't like me, just vote me out at the start of the primary next year, he added during the exchange with various California reporters published Thursday. No, bro, we want you out real quick. We want you the sooner the better. Are you challenging me? The sooner the better. That's all I got to say to that. <laughs> he doesn't get it, and he never will. Uh, but, you know, just in case he, he does survive the recall, We'll still want him out. 
Yeah, he's not going to survive that re. I mean, even even if he does survive the recall, he'll never make re-election. He's just too fucking toxic. Even the Democrats know around here. The moderates know he's way too toxic. Uh, let's see. It goes on to say, notable candidates include uh, several Republican candidates, including businessman John Cox, former San Diego Mayor Kevin Faulkner, conservative talk show host Larry Elder, and former Olympian turned TV star Caitlyn Jenner. Um, there's another guy, Kevin Kiley. He's a younger guy. I think he's in his late 30s or something like that, mid-30s. I heard him speak a couple times. He's up there. Uh, I'm keeping an eye on him. I'm not even going to make an announcement of who I am going to accept. Who I'm going to vote for. I'm not going to do that quite yet. I want to hear from everybody. But right now, I'm just going to tell you right off the top, Caitlyn Jenner is kind of getting on the bottom of my list due to the fact that she's doing a, or he, she's doing a, a, a reality show down in Australia. I don't know what the hell that's all about. She should be up here talking, you know, politics, right? I mean, you want to be governor. Just saying. Thank you. Am I right, Mr. Bird? Thank you. It's pretty funny. I got a couple of blue jays. Uh, yeah, they look like blue jays. Stellar jays, that's what they're called. And they're just, they're toying with me. It's pretty funny. That's why you'll hear them in the background. That's what's going on there. Uh, let's see. Quoting, my sense is trying to be as objective as someone who is the target of this recall as I possibly can be. I think it will be quite pronounced for many, many years, he said in response to what he thinks the consequences of a successful recall will be. Quoting, I think it will be felt all across the country. I think people haven't really thought that through. I don't think the National Democratic Party is asking themselves that question. Let me tell you something. Everybody's watching what's happening in California because what's happening in California, and I said this before last season, that what's happening in California is going to echo throughout the country. It's going to have a ripple effect if you get Biden in there, especially. Because Biden is a puppet. I knew he was a puppet from the get-go. Come on, man. I mean, you can hear it during the presidential primaries by the way he was talking. He was saying anything to get his foot in the door. He was a puppet from the get-go. And if he's going to, if Biden's, and it looks like Biden's going the same direction as this goofball is, because I'm telling you, he's on his way out. He has totally destroyed this state. This recall couldn't come any sooner. September 14th, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He added that the recall process against him has been weaponized by people with opposing political views. That'd be me. Yeah, I didn't even get to mention. He's blocked me now on Twitter. Denied. Because I hit him so hard all the time. You've probably seen my tweets out there. I hit him all the time. Um, just look for Save California. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, I just, what, the other day he just blocked me. I can't even respond to any of his tweets now. Yeah. Big baby. Big spoiled baby with the silver spoon stuck up his ass. Uh, he quotes on, I think the opportunity for the Republican Party with the midterm elections coming up in minority leader Kevin McCarthy's backyard, in House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's state, in Vice President Kamala Harris's home state with California and the values we profess and practice that would be judged in a different light if this was a successful recall. I think it would have profound consequences nationwide, the governor said. Newsom named immigration, climate change, health care, and the coronavirus pandemic as issues that would be impacted by a recall. No, this is what he needs to do. 
I can't, we can knock out two things right here with the health care and the coronavirus and the immigration. We can knock out three things in one with one stone, and that is to shut down the border. <laughs> you can fix immigration. Uh, the health care, well, we won't have any type of, you know, positive coronavirus patients coming into our country that we, we don't even know what kind of variants they got. And, you know what I mean? It helps the pandemic out, you know. Less case rates, right? I mean, that's what he's shooting for, correct? The governor has faced heavy criticism during his time in office over his response to the state's homeless crisis, COVID-19, and rising crime in major cities across the state. I know, we haven't even talked about that. The homeless problem before the pandemic. That was the hot, that, that's what kick-started this whole thing. COVID-19, and then the crime came. He's done nothing about it. The recall push began in June of last year over claims that the governor mishandled the state's response to the pandemic. No, this was going on. We were talking about this long before. The effort was fueled by the state's COVID restrictions on businesses and houses of worship, school shutdowns, and even opposition to the state's high taxes. But the effort surged in the autumn after news came to light of Newsom's dinner at the uber-exclusive restaurant, which at best skirted rules imposed by the governor to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. You remember that, guys? French Laundry. State election officials announced in April that the recall effort had garnered more than 1.5 million valid signatures needed to make the ballot. Actually, technically... There was 2.3, but they validated 1. Point, I believe it was 1.7. So they're lowballing in this article. And a UC Berkeley Institute of Governmental Studies Los Angeles Times survey released on Gen- J- July 27th, excuse me, found that 47% of likely California voters support recalling Newsom and 50% oppose the effort. But amongst the wide pool of all registered voters, support for recalling the governor drops to 36%, with 51% supporting keeping Newsom in office. Newsom's office did not return Fox News' request for comment. Of course, he hates them. (laughs) But, you know, here's the thing. Um, Geez, as far as I can remember, the last 20 years, California has been primarily two-thirds Democrat, one-third Republican. Uh, probably a little bit more than that. Maybe, you know, in the last 20 years, maybe it's been as high as about 40, 45 percent maybe. Yeah, but for the most part, it's been predominantly Democrat. So when you're getting a lot of, it, you can tell the, the moderates are getting in on this. Because if it were, we're at 50 percent now, and Larry Elder is getting right up there, close to him. I mean, damn near neck and neck. And that's very interesting. That's telling a lot, man. I mean, he's did, he did a lot of damage. No, that's a lot of damage! He's done, he's made some pretty incompetent decisions. So this is, and he's still doing it to this day. He's still doing it with the schools and, the, and, and these potential lockdowns and mass mandates and all this other nonsense. So it's going it, it, to, this is going to be a wake-up call for Democrats. If he, if he wants to set the standard, he's setting the standard for the rest of the Democrats throughout the country because they're going to feel it in the polls in 2022. Guarantee that.
let me see if I can get this in real quick before another helicopter starts circling around me. I guess a guy with a laptop and a microphone, it's going to look pretty obvious. So I guess he had to check me out for a second. But anyhow, here I think is going to be my scumbag of the day. I think after you hear this story, it's going to be your, he's going to be your scumbag of the day too. And uh, this is coming from the post. Burglar steals vet's purple heart, trades it for soda, deputies say. Oh, hell no. And it starts off like this. A burglar broke into a North Carolina home and stole a Vietnam vet's Purple Heart medal, which he traded for a two-liter bottle of soda, authorities said. Charles Aaron Carr, 31, is being sought by deputies for allegedly breaking into a Caldwell County home and swiping the Purple Heart of a Vietnam vet, David Laws, who died in 2016, WSOC reported. Thank you, Mr. Bird. <laughs> he had an opinion. Erica Law said she kept her father's two Purple Hearts, two Bronze Star medals, and nearly 12 other war accolades he received after two tours of duty next to ashes at the family's home where a car allegedly broke into several weeks ago, deputies said. Quoting, it was awful, Laws told the station. I mean, it hurts more than anything. You just feel violated because they went through everything. Investigators said Carr traded one of the pilfered Purple Hearts for a two-liter bottle of Mountain Dew Code Red, WBTV reported. I don't give a fuck. The person who received it altered authorities after seeing news reports of the incident leading to laws getting it back, according to WSOC. I mean, what kind of fucking mindset are you in? Let me see what this guy is. Let me see. There's his mugshot. Yeah, this guy looks like a fucking loser. This guy, he just looks like he's he just a, looks like a meth head. Guy's been up for several days. Probably had spent all his money on fucking dope rather than fucking food or soda. <laughs> so what does he do? He rips off a fucking vet and trades it in for what? Mountain Dew Code Red? That shit sucks anyway. That's some horrible drink right there. If I was still an alcoholic, I wouldn't use that for a chaser. That's for sure. Your only soda is as good as how much you can chase your liquor with, you know? I mean, that's, that what used to be my my whole perception of soda. I don't like soda in the first place. I used to work at Shasta as a concentrate batcher. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of shit in soda that just turns, turns me off. And trust me, I'm not going to get into it. But you just don't want to drink soda, trust me. Investigators are still looking for one of the Purple Hearts, as well as Law's Bronze Stars, according to WBTV. Erica Laws, who is a cancer survivor, said the home was completely ransacked by a suspect who also made off with a dummy grenade, a television, and, and tossed a memorial flag onto the floor. An ATV was also stolen, and investigators believe it's likely being put up for sale. Quoting, it just got me right here because you can't replace it, Law said, of the still missing Purple Heart and Bronze Stars. I felt so bad because he protected the country and I can't even protect his memory. Oh man, that's heartbreaking. Boy, put it like that, that is heartbreaking. Anyone with information about the burglary is asked to call the Caldwell County Sheriff's Office at 828-758-2324. You know, I knew there was a lot of scumbags out there, but Jesus Christ, this guy, I mean, for soda? <laughs> I mean, your mind has to be totally diluted with drugs and booze or something. I mean, oh my God.
I hope they lock his ass up for a very long time. Where was this at again? Uh, I don't know exactly what county, where that, oh, North Carolina. Well, I hope they got some fair justice out there in North Carolina. We'll see. All right, I got one for you. This has come from the New York Post. And it goes like this. Woman sues McDonald's after burger ad compelled her to break Lent fast, reports <laughs> report states. Oh, my God, man. Talk about people and their lawsuits. Uh, okay, here we go. It starts off with her name, and I just don't know how to pronounce it. I'll just give it a shot. Uh, Kazinya Oskovinikova. Okay, sounds Russian. Claims she was lured into indulging in a juicy McDonald's burger, and now she's not loving it. The Russian woman is allegedly suing the fast food chain after claiming that seeing a mouth-watering cheeseburger commercial made her break her fast during Lent. (laughs) Oh, man. Quote, when I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself, said Ovakovich, or whatever the hell her name is, Miss O. I'll call her Miss O. An, or, an Orthodox Christian in a court statement regarding the Mac, the Mac Religious Act. <laughs> this is crazy. Let me read this again. Uh, she quotes, When I saw an advertising banner, I could not help myself, unquote, said Mrs. O. An Orthodox Christian in a court statement regarding the Mac Religious Act, according to Russian state media. Mrs. O claims she had adhered to the belt-tightening custom for a month when she saw an enticing Golden Arches banner advertising a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets. Despite successfully fasting for the last 16 years, the hangry woman couldn't resist and quote-unquote visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger, the repentant religious follower admitted in her statement. However, the cheat meal apparently didn't sit well with the with Mrs. O, who is reportedly suing McDonald's for $14 as compensation for breaching consumer protection law and insulting her religious feelings, the Daily Mail reported. Oh, man. People are insane, man. I'm telling you, everybody's a grifter now. It's amazing. Uh, quoting, in the actions of McDonald's, I see a violation of consumer protection law fumed the wrathful worshiper. I asked the court to investigate and if a violation has taken place to oblige McDonald's LLC to compensate me for moral damage in the amount of 1,000 rubles, which equates to 14 American dollars. (laughs) That's crazy, man. People are grifters. Even for 14... I know it's a principle, but I mean still... I mean, that, 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 that's nothing to McDonald's. Uh, they'll just give her 15 bucks and probably $20 worth of coupons or something. It, that's insane, man. What a waste of time. The court has yet to set a date for Mrs. O prelim, Mrs. O's preliminary hearing, according to Russian outlets. <laughs> wow, man. I thought America was bad with the fucking... The people going out and suing left and right, but... This, this really hits the bottom right here. Alright guys, that's all I got for you today. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. Really fun morning. It's what, just after 11, quarter after 11. 
Uh, I had a great time out here. Beautiful morning. Had fun, actually a little fun with the Blue Jays, or what did I call them? Stellar Jays, that's what they are. And uh, they were, they were kind of interested in what I was doing. They were kind of squawking along, so you probably heard them. Anyhow, I love doing this. This is really fun. Uh, I think now it's time for me to start heading home, pick up a pick up a burrito, get home, do some editing, and getting the show right to you as quickly as possible. I think if I keep doing it like this, I think a lot of the episodes are going to drop towards the evening hour. So that's probably the direction I'm going to go with the podcast currently. So, all right, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm a ghost. You guys, make sure you have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe out there. Don't drink and drive. You got to come back here on Monday instead of going to some criminal arraignment. Nobody wants to end up there. Trust me. They'll force you to wear a mask all weekend in a county jail. That's no fun. All right? All right, guys. I will talk to you Monday. Peace out.